The following program was paid for by the Tony Colladio Show. The future is most definitely now. Welcome to 8Base Radio, an interactive show featuring technology trends, top business leaders, and upcoming events in the business world. 8Base Radio is hosted by 8Base founder and CEO Albert Santalo, a serial entrepreneur and angel investor with a passion for disrupting traditional business models. Now, here is Albert and your 8Base Radio team on 8 80 a.m. The Biz. Good afternoon and welcome. This is Albert Santolo here with our fourth episode of 8 Base Radio. Uh, we have a very, very exciting agenda to go through today. Some great people we're going to be talking to. But before we get into that, um, you know, I want to thank all our veterans on this uh, Veterans Day and uh, for all the things they've done for us, for our country. And I also want to thank my wife, Becky, or, or better than thank you, say say happy birthday, Becky. Um, sorry I can't be with you right now. Uh, thanks for being patient and allowing us to work on Veterans Day on your birthday. I, I love you. So with that, we have some great uh, speakers today here. We have um, folks from Ironhack, and um, very excited to have you guys here. You guys are doing some amazing uh, work in our community and uh, educating essentially technology technologists technology leaders of our of our future and uh, want to hear all about it so with us today we have Daniel Brito and Alia Punwala I pronounce that right Punawala Punwala welcome guys thank you Th thank you very much we're happy to be here yeah I know listen you guys are considered some of our young tech leaders in this community and uh, would love to hear your story. So you guys sort of tell us however you want. When do you want wants to go first? Sure, uh, I'll go first. Uh, my name is Daniel Brito. Everybody just calls me Brito, no relation to the artist. Uh, I get that. If I had a dollar every time I heard that, I'd be a zillionaire. Uh, I'm a born and raised Miamian, uh, one of the last, <laughs> or, or, or rather like one of the few. Uh, the Cuban parents grew up uh, here in Miami. I went to uh, Miami-Dade College at first out of high school. I got an associate's. I went to FIU, but really like never finished, just got wrapped up in just work, right? Like I went, uh, I used to work for companies uh, like Norwegian Cruise Line, Vitas, which is the largest hospice care provider in the US, working uh, like IT infrastructure roles. Like, uh, yeah, I was everything from help desk, desktop support, network engineer, all, all that stuff. Uh, I went in, into recruiting. I used to work, I was a senior IT recruiter for, for Ascendal Resources. Um, and then uh, one thing led to another. I wanted to learn web development. I went through a coding bootcamp. I was at the software engineer for some time. And then one thing led to another. And I work here at Ironhack and have been doing that for the uh, two years and about eight months. So yeah, that's what I do. And I am the uh, careers and business development manager over there. So I am the one who helps place all the students. Great. Yeah. Aaliyah? Uh, yeah, so my name is Aaliyah Punawala. Um, thank you for having us. I'm the general manager of Ironhack. Um, I am from Florida, so I was born and raised in Florida, but a recent Miami transplant. I've been here for six years. Um, I actually went to Carnegie Mellon University for undergrad, uh, and I've been working in startups and education and tech for the last six years. Uh, fell into startups. It was not a plan. Um, but since then, I've really found my happy place in startups and education. 
uh, specifically in Miami. So I moved here right when Miami was becoming kind of this tech destination and there were a lot of startups popping up. And, um, you know, since I was a little girl, it was really ingrained in me that education is like the greatest force on earth to change your world. Uh, my dad was an immigrant. He grew up in poverty. And when he moved here, education was the thing that transformed his life. And so um, since I've been a kid, education's been drilled down to me over and over. So I'm really grateful that I have found this really happy place between tech and education, especially here in Miami. Great. Now you studied in at Carnegie Mellon. What did you study? Uh, I actually double majored in drama and biology. Right. But yet, Carnegie Mellon's probably number two or three in terms of computer science schools, right, in the and, United States. Yes, and number two in drama in the world. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Well, great. Were you exposed at all to computer science up there? Absolutely. Um, you know, in those days, you know, all my friends were CS majors, and so they were developing apps. They were some of the most famous CS computer scientists in the world sure. at Carnegie Mellon at the time. Um, and, you know, I got a real wake up call when all of them got jobs right after college and I didn't. <laughs> so any notable names? Um, I, I don't think anyone that you would recognize. No, no. but all my friends are Google, people. Facebook. Yeah. yeah, they've started their own companies. Uh, they're doing really well. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it's great to have you bringing that down to South Florida. Thank you. For sure. So tell us, can you tell us a little bit about the history of Ironhack and, you know, how you guys ended up there? Sure. Um, so a little bit more about Ironhack. So Ironhack was founded uh, in 2013 by uh, two guys, uh, Ariel and, and Gonzalo. They both met while they were doing their MBAs uh, like at Wharton. Uh, prior to that, Ariel was uh, an investment banker on Wall Street. Gonzalo was uh, a civil engineer working on massive uh, it, uh, infrastructure projects like all over Europe. Uh, they became friends. Um, Ariel actually comes from a, a like educational background, so his mother uh, is, uh, is is or was a, a teacher. Uh, his father started up a university uh, like in Puerto Rico, so education has been a part of you know his entire childhood, his entire life. So um, at the time when they were in school, there was a big youth unemployment problem uh, in in uh, in particularly in Spain. So there was like uh, the unemployment, the youth unemployment rate was like. Th way 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 up there and there was all these software engineering roles that were going unfilled so they decided to uh you know like like create this school so that's kind of like the history of uh of of um like of iron hack and you know like how it started and it started originally in madrid and barcelona, yeah so right? it started uh, in madrid then it expanded uh to barcelona then miami and then it just like we've just experienced like exponential <laughs> growth since then we have locations like all over all over the world is that right? Where where else are they then? So we have locations in. Let me hear. So it's uh, Madrid, Barcelona, Paris, Berlin, Mexico City, uh, Amsterdam, Sao Paulo, Brazil, uh, Lisbon, and two others uh, coming in 2019. Great, yeah. but but in the U.S. only Miami. In the U.S. only Miami. Yes. Any plans for expanding U.S. Um, that you can talk about? That I could talk about? No, but <laughs> I, 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 I'm really not sure. The, the official answer, <laughs> uh, we're, we're focusing on global markets right now. Yeah. yeah. That's where we're seeing a lot of success and growth. Gotcha. Fantastic. So what's the mission of Ironhack? I'll talk about that. So um, the mission of Ironhack is really to help um, young, motivated people to make a career change or have a career boost and learn the skills of the digital revolution. So 
Uh, right now, you know, we're seeing crazy change. Um, you know, you know Moore's law, like the the rate of technology is doubling every every year, every two years. So um, because of all those changes, we want to be the premier boot camp to allow people to upskill and learn the skills that they need in a short amount of time. Um, so we teach data analytics, web development, and UX UI design. Those are three separate tracks? Exactly. exactly. So someone who's, so you mentioned data analytics, UX UI. Mm-hmm. And web development. web development. And so tell, tell me about web development. Sure. So um, the web development boot camp uh, is, was our first boot camp. Um, and it's really built for anyone who wants to learn how to make and build web applications. So we teach um, kind of all the skills that you need to know to leave the boot camp having deployed and built web applications using front end and back end code. We teach the MERN stack. We're one of the only boot camps in Florida that teaches Mongo Express React and Node. Um, and the idea is that when someone comes to our boot camp, you know, they make a nine week commitment and they do the boot camp and they're able to build uh, three ap- applications, three web applications, and then have that skill set so that they can get their foot in the door for a web development role in a company here in South Florida or elsewhere. Gotcha. Just for our audience sake, how would you differentiate what you're teaching and what you call web development versus websites? Sure. So, um, okay. So when you go on a website, most websites have a lot of front end code. And the way I like to distinguish front end from back end, a fr- uh, front end code is like uh, if you had a house, everything that you see. So on the website, it's everything that you see. It could be the colors, the structure, the way that the buttons are laid out. That's the front end. The back end of the house is everything that you don't see that makes it work. So the plumbing, the electricity. Um, you know, the heat, the AC, whatever that you can't see, but it makes it functional. So a website really is just a lot of front end code. We teach people how to build web applications, right. which means that they, we also teach them how to build backend. In fact, I would say 60 to 70% of our bootcamp is backend technology. And that is uh, all the things that make a website work. So uh, like databases or, uh, you know, things other than just clicking from one page to another, which Workflow, is a website. Workflow, exactly. logic, rules, exactly. all of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really important distinction. Yes. Most people don't really understand that. Yeah. But websites typically something that someone stands up for marketing purposes, and a web application is more about powering a business. Exactly, something where you can accomplish something. So Facebook is a web application, for example. There's all these things you can do on Facebook. Uh, a really good example I like to give is Airbnb. If you go to Airbnb's website and you put in your city and you put in how many people you are, there's a back end to that site yes. because you can accomplish something with it rather than just learn about something exactly. or read something. Yeah, no, so those those are really, really important skills. And the MERN stack, what's, what's the reason for choosing that? Yeah, so I'll let Brito talk a little bit more about the, the sure. reason why we choose what we choose in our curriculums. Sure, so we always listen to what the companies are hiring for, right? It's like, what well, sort of technology, because technology moves at such a fast pace, right? It's like, okay, well, you're not using uh, this framework anymore, you're not using this anymore. Sure. I mean, we, we used to teach uh, uh, like Ruby on Rails, okay? And we totally changed that. We changed it to JavaScript, uh, like with MeanStack, specifically uh, sure. uh, 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 like Angular 2, and then, uh, me in in the role that I'm in at Ironhack, I had all the companies clamoring at me. It's like, hey, I'm looking for people that work with React. Yes. Okay, do you have that? I'm like, well, we're working on it. And then, um, do you want to describe what React is? Yeah. So uh, 
pretty much it's it's not a framework like people say it's a javascript library okay so it was created um by facebook okay yep. and what it is 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 that uh it basically lets you create a reusable uh like components okay so that when you look like on a um let me break it down into like simple terms so you know like when you go on facebook and you see the little like notification thing on there right that's a component that reacts to what you are like there's well let me not get too technical but like the dom and virtual dom it keeps checking to see okay what changes like what changed what it's changed re it's real time yeah it's real time yeah. so there's like it's it's like lightning fast that's why a lot of folks use it and sure. it doesn't consume much resources or anything so that's why it's like really really popular yeah no absolutely and and there's a, a react native version that, as well that's for right? mobile yeah like the facebook's mobile app is React Native. Right. So someone who learns that technology can build native apps and what you know, react responsive web apps at the same time. Correct. So it would make a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And uh, and why Mongo on the back end? Uh, is it exclusively I'd... Mongo or are you guys teaching SQL? No. They decided to teach that I mean, well, I I'm not the I'm not the head of curriculum. <laughs> so, well, you know, I will add that it's not just Miami that we're looking at. And we've sure. been getting data oh. from, you know, all eight of our campuses. So the, the MERN stack was the was the stack that we were getting the most requests for. And that's why we put it together. We do teach SQL in our data analytics. Bootcamp. You do. OK. Yes. Yeah. So that makes sense. So for the audience, in case, you know, there's uh, in, in case people aren't following this, you know, there's sort of two. Uh, there's been a little bit of a fork in database technologies, and it's not exclusively two different ways to do it, but there's SQL and there's NoSQL. SQL stands for Structured Query Language, and SQL has typically been behind what's powered business, but NoSQL has emerged as, a, as an alternative for, for a lot of different uses. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you guys are, you know, dabbling in both of these for different tracks. Exactly. Great. Well, you know, certainly I have no, I have nothing but good things to say about the choice of stack. Eight base is essentially written in the same stack, so, so that's uh, that's all great. So someone, so someone who's learning about de web development on the MERN stack, are you teaching them how to use the tools, or are you teaching them computer science, or are you teaching them both? So we, so we're teaching them like the tools, right? So. Everything at Ironhack is learned by doing because we've noticed that people ask me all the time. They're like, hey, what's the difference between like a four year uh, like computer science degree versus going through a boot camp? Well, um, even though uh, going through a university, yes, you do have that piece of paper and big corporate companies love that stuff. Right. But um, when you when you learn computer science um, at a university level, they teach you more like theoretical Java, like the concepts. Right. Which. Some companies do like that stuff, right? But we teach them um, how to just get up and go and start building things sure. immediately. So it's more, uh, it's a lot more practical. Um, I mean, I've had companies that uh, have hired uh, like Iron Hat grads and they're like, wow, these people are more advanced than the ones that have, that are fresh grads from, from a, uh, from, from a four-year university because they could just like build stuff and, they're they're really uh, like resourceful, right? The college grads sometimes are like, "Hey, I don't know what they didn't teach me this stuff," right? So, um, I mean, go, going through Ironhack is not just learning web development; it's learning how to be resourceful. And resourcefulness is the ultimate resource. You have to be able to figure sure. out how to do things on your own. You, by the time you finish, you'll be junior web developer slash professional like Googler, right? So, 
I mean, if you think some of these, uh, I mean, I have a lot of friends that are, you know, senior software engineers and they don't know everything. They Google a lot of that stuff. So. Sure. And the reason that's so important is because technology, you know, right, you're a serial entrepreneur and technology changes really fast. So, you know, what we try to impart to our students is it's not just about learning this one set of technologies, it's learning how to learn. And because in two years, I mean, for example, we just went through Angular, we went through this whole change to Meanstack and then boom, we had to change to React. And then probably in six months to a year, we're gonna have to change it again. And so we need to teach our students that, you know, as the stacks change, you have to be able to teach it to yourself and learn and stay adaptable. Yeah, and it's safe to say, you know, and, and I go back, you know, I'm an engineer by background. So when, when I was coding, you didn't have all these different technologies. You were literally, you're usually in one or two technologies. Mm-hmm. But now you really, there's, there's all these different libraries, there's all these different user interfaces to build things. Like part of the skill set is you have to be somewhat good at research, constantly learning, uh, knowing what's out there, collaborating with other people, right? It's very, very different than it was. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Great. And um, so how long have you guys been specifically teaching the Mernstack? Oh, well, we just launched the Mernstack for our October bootcamp. So, oh, wow. Uh, a month? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, actually, no, n- not October, the, the one prior. August? Yeah, okay, yeah, for so, August. So, yeah. August. So three months. Yeah. Great. And so, so tell, tell us about your cohorts. How do, how do those work? Um, in what way? Well, so what does it take for a student, you know, a prospective student to get accepted? Um, you know, what, what's the prerequisites? What type of curriculum do they go through? How long does it take? Yeah, so, um, so first that all starts with the, um, the admissions manager. He reaches out to the student. Uh, if they go to our website, they, you go to www.ironhack.com slash apply and that, that's where you apply. Uh, then usually the admissions manager reaches out to that person. They set up kind of like a meeting just to, hey, you know, what are the reasons uh, like why you want to do this? Uh, kind of like set the expectations of, you know, what the course is, what will you get out of it and stuff like that. Uh, then the next step that we actually give them like like a technical uh, like assessment. OK, but this isn't something that it's, hey, pop quiz here. We're gonna sure. just going to throw this at, you know, we give them materials to study. So it's like, hey, you have like uh, I believe it's what, like. Uh, it's like two weeks or something. Oh, a, week, like a week. A week. Oh, yeah, like, like a week or two. Okay, study this, and then we're, we're, we're and then we're gonna test you on it. So we have one of our um, our TAs, uh, like the teaching assistants. Uh, they go through this with them, and it's actual. If it's for the developers, they have to code. They have to show us like, hey, can you understand this? Write this for me, stuff like that. Uh, for the UX designers, uh, pretty much like the equivalent, like uh, like a design challenge. And then uh, if everything goes well there. Um, then if there are any doubts they want to, if they're looking for a job, they meet me, right? So, um, kind of set the expectation and, um, you know, if, uh, and then they get accepted. So overall, what we're looking for is, you know, actual interest in the field, not someone who just is trying to do this to make money. Right. Because this isn't something you just learn once and do. You, As we just discussed, you learn it over a lifetime and get better and better. So we're looking for passion. Um, we're not looking for previous knowledge, but we are looking for ability to learn quickly. So, you know, when we, when we have people go through the process, we're really uh, looking for their motivations as to why they're doing this. How passionate are they about learning web development? 
development or UX UI design and how quickly can they learn? So this might be their very first time being exposed to coding uh, and we give them some material to study and then you know let's see how quickly they can pick it up because that's how the bootcamp moves. It moves very fast. Um, and then after that, what are their goals? Why are they doing this bootcamp? Are they looking for a job? You know, we get a lot of entrepreneurs who are looking to build their own applications, or we have people who are looking to make a career transition. So we really overall look at the student's profile as a whole and what they're trying to accomplish by doing the bootcamp. Excellent, excellent. And the, how long are they in it? So they, for, uh, for the full-time students, they are there uh, for, uh, for nine weeks, really 10 if they're looking for a job, yeah. right? Because we have a career week afterward, but they're there for nine weeks, uh, classes in session Monday through Friday uh, from 9 a.m. to about 4.35 o'clock. Uh, and then for the part-time, we also have the equivalent for you know all uh, all three of them: web dev, UX, UI, and data analytics uh, for um, part-time, which is nine months. So those are for six. people. I'm sorry. Six I'm, I'm sorry. Not nine months. Six months. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, for six months, uh, and it's basically like the same curriculum as the full-time. It's just stretched out sure. uh, like over six months because these people, I mean, they have jobs during the day. So we, you know, you go you go in twice a week in the evenings. Uh, during the, during the weekdays and then pretty much like all day on Saturday for six months. It's it's a big commitment, but sure. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And what what what's like their? Do they have a, a project at the end that they deliver? Like, what does that look like? Yeah. So uh, all of our curriculum is project based. Uh, each boot camp has you know a handful of projects that they do to really show their mastery of that concept. So for example, I'm actually taking the part-time UX design bootcamp right now. I'm graduating next week. I'm really excited <laughs> about that. It's been six months of no Saturdays. Um, but uh, so in our class, we had to build uh, three like prototypes, um, three high fidelity prototypes, you know, and then the mid fidelity version, and the low fidelity version of all of those things. Um, and so we we did projects based on, you know, UI only or UX only. And then in the web development bootcamp, um, they build projects to show mastery of each module. So in the first module, for example, every student has to build a game using front end, using uh, JavaScript. And so they build these amazing games. I mean, we've seen like Frogger, we've seen Star Wars, we've seen Mario, and people really go creative and make whatever they want to make. And this is just using, you know, front end. After two weeks of learning, they're able to build a fully functioning web app game, which is awesome. Um, and then the second two projects are full stack applications, but just with different layers of complexity. As they learn more and more, they can build even more. Interesting. And and tell me a little bit about the UX UI um, track. Yeah. Can you give that for for our audience a yeah. little bit of definition and? Sure. So I'll give you the formal definition, um, and then I'll give you the human-friendly definition. So UX UI stands for user experience, user interface. And so we teach UX UI design. Um, but in, in layman's terms, really what I like to call it's designing technology for humans. And so, you know, as, you know, one, one example I like to use is, for example, I don't know, in 2008, there was... 10 times less apps in the app store than there are now. And so with more and more choice that we have, uh, people are more fickle with what apps they, they use. And on top of that, more of our lives are now being put on technology. So uh, because of the varying types of people and the increasing number of options, uh, more companies are investing in resources to make their technology more human friendly, more usable. Sure. Um, and so that's what we teach. And so the way that that is, you know, we use the UX UI design process, which starts with 
people at the end of the day. So we start with user research. So really understanding who's using our product, uh, why they're using it, what are their goals? Like when you go to Airbnb, what are you actually trying to do, right? And how do we make that super obvious? So we teach our students how to do user research, how to empathize, how to step into the shoes of someone. Um, then we teach them um, how to prototype based on the data that they collect from those users. So you might get all this data, but like how do you turn that data into a real mock-up Right, like how does data convert into an actual design? Um, then we teach them testing. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about data. It's not about what you think looks good. It's not about what you think will work for the user. It's putting that app in front of a user and seeing how they use it. And if they can't find the button that they need to find, it means you need to change it. Or if you know, if if they can't understand why your app exists or what this website's telling you, then that means it needs to be changed. So we do testing, and then the last thing is the the high fidelity, the high fidelity. So we teach a lot of visual design, so how to make things look pretty. Once we've figured out the flow, um, how do you make it visually appealing? And that's the process that we take our students through, and it's an iterative process. But um, yeah, that's that's the UX UI, and, and that's a really good boot camp for anyone who wants to get involved in tech, but has always considered themselves maybe more on the creative side, so mm -hmm. or, or more on the humanity side, because I would say if you want to be a good UX UI designer, you have to love people. You have to be willing to step into their shoes. You have to be willing to talk to people. Um, you know, there's definitely a little bit of art. There's an art, in, you know, there's psychology. So I would say anyone who's interested in getting to tech, but maybe doesn't love web development because they've tried it or it's not for them, I think UX UI is a really great option. Now, do they have to be a graphic designer to do no. UX UI? No, not at all. And that's a big misconception we get a lot. Yeah, yeah. And so what, what tools are they using? So we are using uh, predominantly Sketch and Envision. Um, so Sketch is a, is a design tool where you can build prototypes, yep. um, apps, and then you can make them interactive with Envision. And so we predominantly use those two, though, uh, you know, we're getting a lot of data about Adobe XD being really, you know, big. So some of our students will build some of their prototypes sure. in XD. But right now we teach Sketch. Yeah. So if, if you were to compare Sketch to, let's say, uh, Photoshop or Illustrator. Um, hmm. I don't know just, if I can. Just for our audience. <laughs> okay. Uh, I w maybe I would just say, I mean, honestly, I haven't used Photoshop or Illustrator in years. But um, I believe Photoshop is specifically for altering and editing photos. Isn't that right? Well, it, you know, both of those are sort of traditional graphic designer tools. Yeah. So to, to help you out a little bit on this one. But, but essentially it's, you know, those are things that are more the domain of a graphic designer that's trying to either illustrate something or modify something or design something. Whereas Sketch is more of a, you know, there are libraries you bring in, you drag things around. These are typical components you might see in software. And so the you know you can design things from scratch maybe in photo, Photoshop or Illustrator and bring it into Sketch, but typically somebody could sort of maneuver that tool, not necessarily be a graphic designer, but be good at sort of application design. Yes, Sketch is specifically well. yeah for application design, and the big proof of that is that Adobe has had to build their own prototyping software at this point. That's why they started XD yeah. because Illustrator and Photoshop don't cut it for app design specifically. So these are tools that we use at, at 8Base. And typically what um, we sort of have a modified development process in the sense that we think pictures are really important in terms of building applications at the end of the day. Not everybody approaches development this way. A lot of it is text and stories and this type of stuff. But you know, people are inherently lazy these days and want to see pictures. 
So we end up using uh, Sketch and Envision to draw the screens, wire them together, give an engineer basically a working prototype. By the time they build it, they build it very quickly and on spec. So, uh, and, and then of course, graphic designers use Photoshop and, and, uh, and Illustrator when needed. Yeah. But mostly they live in Sketch, which has been a great, great tool. Yeah, we love Sketch, it's great. <laughs> awesome, so, you know, the other thing worth, have, what type of acceptance have you had when you graduate a UX UI designer? How's the placement process look? Oh, well, so the placement process um, is, so once they graduate, then they we, uh, we do what we call a career week. So it's a week dedicated to pretty much the transition to the real world, which could be a scary one. Okay. Sure. So um, usually on day one, uh, I have a bunch of um, like presentations for them, right? Presentations on um, how to do ad, uh, Boolean searches on LinkedIn, what to do on interviews, what to do, what to say, like how to be an efficient job hunter, right? Because it's not as easy as just like, hey, I'm going to apply to all these jobs and I'm just going to like, do, you know, like do the sign of the cross and hopefully they get back to me. No. Yeah. You have to you have to think outside the box um, that usually um, and, and then that week I also bring in uh, uh, senior software engineers and senior UX designers to do mock technical interviews to simulate sure. what that would look like right because the students get really nervous <laughs> when they do that I'm like hey relax this is a safe environment okay uh, then I bring in uh, m uh, senior IT recruiters and myself I participate in this where we do mock soft skills interviews right Sometimes we have students that they may not be the most uh, like extroverted people, so that's where we coach them, and we're like, hey, I would say this, don't do this, keep eye contact with me, sit up straight, answer this way, right? And then usually uh, at the end of the week, I have what we call the hiring fair, which uh, Adbase has participated in. Yes. <laughs> okay. And uh, so usually what we do. And my is, former company too, I think. Yes, yeah. and your former company too. Careclouds hired a lot of Ironhack people. Uh, they've hired uh, like eleven of our grads. Nice. Uh, in about a year and three months, a very short amount of time for that many grads. So um, we're happy about that. But uh, and then we've hired you guys have hired one, which which I'll talk for about now. later. For, for now. now, for now. Yeah, hopefully uh, more. Um, so then um, I, I have uh, the hiring fair. So which it's basically I uh, invite companies that are actively looking to hire uh, the opportunity to meet our graduates um, before uh, before they hit the market, and it's like a matchmaking thing. And it's like, hey, you know, get them while they're hot because because yeah. they won't because because they'll fly off the shelf sure well daniel hold that thought this has been a great conversation in the first half hour we're going to take a little break and eight base radio will be back in a few moments albert and the eight base team return in moments with more eight base radio here on 880 am the biz if you're looking for a new car without the new car price, head to Durrell Lincoln and check out their inventory of certified pre-owned Lincolns. Here's GM Miguel Otero. Here at Durrell Lincoln, we have a reconditioning center where I have some of the best certified mechanics that go above and beyond to make sure that we're putting out the best quality vehicle to make sure that you drive away with the confidence of a six-year, 100,000-mile comprehensive warranty coverage. Pick out your certified pre-owned Lincoln today at Durrell Lincoln. Discover the Durrell Lincoln difference. 
Hello, everyone. This is Judge Anna Pando, retired county court judge, political and community activist for practically a lifetime. Tune in to my new show, And Justice for All, every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Power-packed, fun, and informative discussion of issues that affect your everyday life. For all your legal needs, accidents, slip and falls, criminal matters, and any other legal needs you may have, call me. I will fight and help you in the same courts where I imparted justice for all. Remember, call Judge Pando at 833-X-JUDGE, 833-395-833. If your business needs money and needs it fast, up to $250,000, One Capital Funding can help. For any credit score above 500, we have a 90% loan approval rate. And you can have the money within seven days. It's simple and fast. There is never an upfront cost or collateral required. All it takes is a three-minute phone call. Call 786-290-4689 or visit us at OneCapitalFunding.com. That's OneCapitalFunding.com. Or call us 786-290-4689. I know 4689 One Capital Funding Rocket Fuel for your business. Hey, everybody, Ed Martinez from Front and Center on 880 The Biz. I love bringing 15 years of experience, passion, and knowledge of the law to you, my listeners. Now I'm doing even more for you. I can bring all that to you personally. If you've got any legal matters, criminal or civil, call me at the Martinez Law Center, 786-567-8757. That's 786-567-8757. Now you can benefit from my personalized attention and results-driven passion and justice. 786-567-8757. The initial consultation is free. Here's a question. What is the best place for cigars of the entire Southeast? Answer. Cuban Crafters here in the heart of Little Havana. The largest cigar choices you can imagine. Hundreds of the top labels in the world. Hand rolled on location from H. Upman to Rocky Patel to the great Miami brand. That's a Cuban Crafters original. Have Al Gutman, George and the team treat you to the finest cigars and a free Cuban coffee. Cuban Crafters, 3604 Northwest 7th Street. 3604 Northwest 7th Street. You can also call them 305-573-0222 or go to their great website CubanCrafters.com. Cuban Crafters, the Radio home of front and center. Now back to Albert Santalo and the eight base team here on 880 AM, The Biz. Hi, this is Albert Santalo back, bottom of the the hour here with the with the folks from Iron Hack. Aliyah and Daniel, welcome back. Thank you. It's been you. a great conversation so far. Yeah. I can't wait. Time. I know we're gonna run out of time. There's so much to talk about. But uh, Daniel, we we cut you off a little bit. You were talking about what the 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 experience ends up like mm-hmm. when you're graduating from Ironhack, right? Um, specifically, UX UI designers, pretty high demand, right? Yeah, so they are in really high demand. Um, it's kind of like I like to call it like the UX mafia down here because they all kind of know one another. So. Um, and it's usually like they bounce around from at least the ones that are like the senior ones, which are they're like like few and far between. There's not that many compared to like software engineers, right? Because UX is a fairly new thing, at least down here in South Florida. We're not in much more so, yeah. Yeah, we're not in California. We're not in New York, right? So um, no, but to me, the to me, UX UI really became a a thing after the iPhone. Yeah, in my opinion, which the iPhone came out in '07. But you know, having grown up, you know, there's some people who always cared about UX UI. Uh, when I was building character-based interfaces in the 1980s, there was UX UI. It wasn't graphical, mm-hmm. but how the fields were placed, how there was alignment, how the screens flow, all, all that matters. Mm-hmm. But it didn't really become mainstream, in my opinion, until 2007. Right. So um, 
the UX UI designers they're in they're in like really high demand. The, the like the challenge here, at least here in South Florida, is that a lot of companies don't even know what that is. Right. So they don't even know how to even label it. They don't even know what they want. So they're looking like, yeah, I'm looking for like a graphic designer that can do like kind of code too, and they could they, yeah. they, they, they 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 don't know what they want because like there's a lot of companies down here. They are not like Eight Base or like. Care Cloud or like other true SaaS companies that their product is software. So the, the user is like, yeah, we you know we manufacture like paper cups or we manufacture something. But in larger know. companies, they get it, right? Yeah, and they, they get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I think I think it's an evolution, um, but absolutely, you know, the the sort of the growing up here in South Florida it was an entrepreneur wanted to start a company and needed a programmer. And that's a huge understatement in today's world because that job that they called programmer is now a whole bunch of people, right? It's a back-end developer, it's a DevOps person, it's an architect, it's a DBA, it's a front-end developer, it's a designer, UX person, right? It's like so significant division of labor there. Yeah, so at least here in South Florida, I mean, I'm, I know this market pretty well, right? Just because of all the relationships I have and all the things, but... Um, there's a lot of Steve Jobses here. Not that many Steve Wozniaks, right? So you should be if you should hear how many founders I have reaching out to me. It's like, <laughs> hey, Brito, I'm looking for a technical co-founder. You know anybody? Right. <laughs> I'm like, well, I, I, this is pretty ubiquitous, by the way. It's not just South Florida. Even at MIT, mm-hmm. there's would-be Steve Jobses that can't find Steve Wozniaks. Yeah. You know, so it's it's really everywhere. Uh, truth is, though, there there was only one Steve Jobs. Yeah, it's probably one in ten billion people. Mm-hmm. So, got to work really hard to try to be be Steve Jobs. Yeah, very interesting. So, so your how many graduates has Iron Hack had? Like, maybe if you could talk a little bit about how many in South Florida, maybe how many worldwide. So, um, in South Florida, we've had. Uh, it's gonna be about like a little over five hundred so far. Um, globally, like over two thousand. Okay. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's phenomenal. And their placement after leaving you has been strong. Yeah. So we so right now we have a um, a, a like a global placement rate of uh, of about eighty eight percent like within six months. Uh, locally, it's it's it, it's a little bit less than that. But yeah, I mean overall, it's like it's pretty strong. Fantastic. Do people relocate? Or are they finding jobs here? We. So some some do relocate, and uh, like we actually uh, like help them with that. We actually had a guy from the last UX class, actually the class from Carlos. He relocated immediately after graduation to uh, I think it was like Philadelphia or something like that. Uh, he got hired as a UX designer by Deloitte. So great, yeah. I mean, but but they do relocate. I mean, obviously all of our the contacts and stuff like that are are here. But I mean. If you, you've heard that expression, give a man a fish and he could eat for a day, teach a man how to fish and he could eat for a lifetime. We teach them how to fish. Sure. What's uh, any, you know, sort of major successes in terms of outplacement? Yeah, so I, I actually have three in particular. Um, so, so so the first one is a young lady by the name of, uh, of Francesca. Uh, she came... Uh, she came to this country from a war-torn, uh, like Venezuela, right? She came here with nothing, no help from 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 anybody. Uh, she did get a scholarship, like uh, to uh, to the to, to the University of Miami, and um, she was working as a server and a manager at a Chipotle. 
and she went through our um, our part time like web dev course. She's now a software engineer uh, at Office Depot's uh, like corporate headquarters. So that's the first one. Great. The second one is, uh, well, and she you, went down the web developer track. The web development route, yeah. So the second one is uh, is uh, is Danny. Uh, Danny, um, he started off as a fourth year uh, like accounting major at FAU, and he was delivering Chinese food and pizza. That's what what, what he was doing professionally. He went through our, our UX course. Uh, we connected him with uh, with a company that you know we we had contacts with. He got hired there. Some of the folks that he was working with left. They he was the lead UX designer now. Then he went to go work for another company, and then uh, we approached him and we're like, "Hey, Danny, uh, you want to work for Google?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure." And uh, we we connected him like with the right people, and um, he was in the interview process for for five months, and now he works at Google's headquarters, like in Mountain View. It's like a dream wow. come true for him. Unbelievable. And last but not least, you have Carlos. Carlos is originally from Colombia. He is what you call uh, like a dreamer. Okay, um, uh, Carlos um, had a really rough kind of like time here in in South Florida he was uh, studying uh, uh, like architecture he was supporting his family even at, at his young age and he went through uh, our um, like the uh, like the full-time UX course and uh, you hired him we did <laughs> we did we did hire Carlos and it's been great I had a little dis he's been with us almost two months and I told him the other day you know we took him on a business trip to Silicon Valley to a conference I'm like, told them two things. Number one, listen, it's all down here, talk downhill from here. First business trip in Silicon Valley at a conference representing a tech company, you know, when you're 24, 25 years old, not is not bad. bad. Yeah, not bad. And, uh, and secondly, I told them, listen, you're, you're doing amazing work. Make sure there's no honeymoon period here mm. and that it doesn't end because sometimes <laughs> we see that. Not with Iron Hat grads, right? But sometimes people do amazing work and then they sort of stop doing it. Yeah, but no, Carlos is 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 great people. So certainly, if you've got more Carloses, we we want to see him. Great. Which, by the way, none of those folks had a background in what we taught them at Ironhead. Right. So it wasn't like, oh, I was doing this from before. Nothing. They learned that there. Sure. And can I just add? That's. Honestly, one of the reasons why I was so drawn to Iron Hack, because having been in education for the last six years, I think education is kind of a stale, boring topic. Like no one gets really excited about education. It's not very sexy. <laughs> but I was really drawn to the fact that, um, you know, a former Wall Street guy was, you know, passionate enough about education to start his own boot camp. There were no boot, there were not that many boot camps at the time. And the really cool thing about, I think, tech as a field right now is that it's very meritocratic because, you know, most of the people who end up in UX UI design in three, four years are not people who've been studying UX UI design in college, right? That's not a, it's sure. not a field that, uh, basically technology is really something that if you are super motivated, if you're hardworking, if you're passionate, you can work your way up. You know, you can find a job, you know, because of that. Not, not, you don't have to have some kind of pedigree or some kind of, you know, specific background or, you know, a, a university attached to your resume in order to be successful in tech. It's a, it's a, I think, an equalizer compared to other industries. Yeah, no, absolutely. And do you guys do any online education or is it all on premise? Right now, we're really focusing on premise education. There's so many online boot camps and we are trying to deliver that in-person experience that a lot of people 
um, miss when they're going online because you know I don't know if you've done well you're you've been in tech for a long time but you know when I tried to learn coding on like Codecademy for example you have to type it in a certain way and then there's like these very uh, scripted responses depending on what you type in whereas when you're in the classroom you're pair programming with people you're interacting with an instructor you're coming in and coming out you've got that social pressure and that's the model that we've seen help people be really successful so we're focused yeah. on the immersive experience that makes sense. How do you guys market what you do? Ooh, <laughs> that's a that's a hard one. Um, you know, we a lot of our our marketing I think is done through community partners. We we try to access uh, groups that are, are fringe to what we do that don't know about coding. Um, one of our most successful marketing initiatives to date in in South Florida has been really wonderful. It's been a partnership we've done with Uber for the past two years. Um, and Uber over the last two years has given us three hundred thousand dollars in in uh, scholarship funds to offer to people who may or may not have the means to afford a boot camp education. And we're always looking for corporate partners who uh, want to bring web development and UX UI design to the wider, you know, Miami, South Florida. So if anyone's interested, you, you know, get in touch with me. But um, typically it's accessing larger communities that aren't aware of tech. Um, but are fanatics about other things and then bringing them into our circle and showing them that you can become a programmer in Miami. You don't have to leave. Yeah, no, that's great. What, um, tell me a little bit about the data analytics track, how that works. Yeah, so um, the data analytics bootcamp, we're launching that in Miami in April of 2019. Um, and it's a combination of, we'll be teaching Python, um, MySQL, machine learning, and the idea is that it's also a career track for anyone who wants to become a data analyst. So it's data science? Yes, there's data science elements, but typically, you know, we, we didn't use the word data science because, you know, data scientists typically have PhDs, right. and we didn't want to sell this promise of like, you know, like yeah. other boot camps do, that, that you're going to become a data scientist, but there is a need for data analysts, and so that's Huge the need. track that we are approaching. Very, very cool. So, so it, it's not something that's up today, but it'll be in 2019, it'll be part of what in, in Miami. We do have it live in Madrid if anyone oh, wants okay. to go to Spain right now. Um, but if you know you want to stay in the US, then our data analytics bootcamp will start in April. And then we actually uh, have a data analytics week that we're yes. doing here um, in that November. Was my next oh, good. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we have a, a data analytics week. Uh, we'll have uh, um, three talks and a big celebration event to, to launch our course. It'll be um, the week right after Thanksgiving and uh, it'll be on our campus. And if you're interested, you can go to our Ironhack meetup page and sign up for any of those events that are coming up. And we'll be giving away a data analytics scholarship. So for oh, a student wonderful. who wants to take the data analytics bootcamp, we'll be giving away one full scholarship for it. What type of jobs do those people get when they when they leave? You know, we don't have the data here locally yet, but uh, we have been interviewing hiring partners and, uh, you know, they're typically at tech companies who already have, you know, a developer on staff and they're looking for people to use data to make uh, analysis for those companies. So the, the, the typical d um, job title would be data analyst. Yeah. So what type of person profiles to be able to do that work? That, that you know, work? for that one, I would say definitely people who have a, have a tendency to like math mm -hmm. um, or, you know, physics or anything really kind of logic oriented. Um, you know, not that I'm not that someone can't do it, but the, the, 
the crux of the job will be having to crunch sure. numbers and, and figure things out. So I would say anyone who has a propensity towards engineering, math, or STEM fields yeah. are the people who will enjoy it most. No, that makes that makes a lot of sense. What um, So in, in all three tracks, you bring in students, you really, you're trying to educate them. You're also giving them an important life experience they probably won't forget anytime soon. What do you want them to leave with in terms of that, in terms of that sort of, you know, life lesson? What do, you, what do they take with them as, as soft skills that's not the curriculum? I'm sure you guys impart some of that on them as well. Sure. <laughs> so um, how can I explain this? Like nothing is given. Everything is earned, right? I mean, uh, like my wife makes fun of me all the time because it's like, yeah, my husband's like the king of uh, like the one liner, like uh, <laughs> like motivational, uh, like one liners. Right. Sure. But really, it's just like the harder you work, the luckier you get. Sure. That's that, you know, um, and another one liner, which is true. Right. It's like, you know, skills can be learned. Right. Passion and drive that has to come from within you, right? So this is not something that's like, hey, it's like a magic pill that, hey, I'm gonna become a developer, I'm gonna make a ton of money, and I was like, yeah, sure, all that stuff, you know, like will come in time if you're passionate enough and you truly love it. It's not like a, you know, it's you, you, you just like snap your fingers and it's like magic, right? Like you have to actually enjoy it, right? Like, look, look I was doing it, but I don't do that anymore. It's like, hey, uh, so I tried, uh, you know, some prune juice. I don't like prune juice anymore. You know, like, hey, I, I, I didn't like it, right? But it opened up a lot of other doors of opportunity. So whether you're going through this course, you know, uh, to become a developer, to become a UX designer, to become a data analyst, even if at the end of the day you don't want to do that, it's still going to open up a ton of other doors of opportunity for you because that knowledge, people will pay you and they'll pay you well for that knowledge. Yeah. Would you say? Would you say that you, it, it's also a track to becoming an entrepreneur? Absolutely, absolutely. Because tell me a little bit about that. I've even had people come through Iron Hack that are uh, like entrepreneurs, uh, making I mean a ton of money, and they're like, yeah, you know, um, that, like like I wanted to learn this stuff because I was paying these developers like too much money, and I'm sick of them, uh, you know, uh, like robbing me blind. Right, like that. Oh, that, that, that never happens. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something in th that'll take you know the developers like ten minutes. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna bill you for uh, all these sure. hours, right? So, um, but also if if you have that uh, like technical know-how and can like like bootstrap it yourself with some help, uh, you'll save a ton of money because you don't have to hire the developers that are you know gonna charge a ridiculous amount of money. Because I mean, let's face it. Uh, developers are not cheap like good ones no no absolutely not yeah you know there's also a school of thought that says that you know although a manager should not be doing people's work having a deep understanding of the work that they're doing helps you be a good manager absolutely and i think that's what you're you're sort of alluding to yeah absolutely like so so when folks that are non-technical they're like hey uh can can we build this feature i'm like yeah, that's going to take a long time, right? Because that 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 takes us. Yeah, I've you, never heard that before. Yeah, you can just change this little thing right here, right? I'm like, no, that's not as easy as it sounds. Right. So, yeah. No, it's all it's all great stuff. So, what could you quantify the impact that Iron Hex made? I know it's a tough question. Oof. I mean, in terms of uh, how many lives have been changed by this? 
a lot, right? Even though um, it's a hefty time, effort, and financial investment, an investment in yourself is the best investment sure. that anybody could make, right? But um, so many, like at, le- like at least for speaking about like myself, right? Whenever one of these folks, like Carlos or like Danny or like Francesca, go and work their dream job and we had anything to do with it, money can't buy that. You know, yeah. like that's like the best feeling in the world. Like reaching out and helping others is one of the best feelings that you'll ever get, right? But I mean, pff, hundreds of people, you know, it's thousands now. At yeah, this point. yeah, yeah, it's thousands. Yeah, no, and, and the people that employ them. Uh, absolutely. And it's for us, that's the fuel that honestly keeps us going. Because yeah. as you know, I mean, you, you work in tech, you have your own company, you know, it's very challenging. Um, but when we, every student that comes in and comes back with a, with a job offer, with that like twinkle in their eye, because sure. they were able to make that change, that's what, that's what keeps us going. No, you guys are clearly very, very passionate, very committed to what you're doing, which is wonderful. Thanks. I'm sure that leads to great outcomes with the students. Yeah, I mean, working for like, I've worked in big corporate companies, I've worked for small companies, right? I mean, Ironhack is essentially like is a startup, even though we are global, sure, we are sure. a startup. But that's the difference between working for a corporate company, a corporate company, you do all this work, and you don't see the impact of your work at all, right? But here, you see it every day, the impact is immediate, like, you see the difference in the, in the lives of these folks. And it's like, wow, you know, like, that makes you feel good about you for what you know, for what you do, you know? Absolutely. The, um, has any, anybody come out of Iron Hack as an entrepreneur gotten funded? Yes. Uh, do you know that? Yes, um, I would say I, in Miami, uh, I don't have any of the stories off the top of my head, but I definitely know in, in our Madrid campuses, we have a lot of entrepreneurs because you know the ecosystem in, in Spain is sure. uh, con- concerning for a lot of millennials. And so they're either going into tech or starting their own companies. And we have had many um, funded startups in Madrid. That would that would make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. You know, being an entrepreneur and having done it a few times, I mean, if you were to have any skills, software development skills as an entrepreneur today would be the way to go, right? Because you're not dependent upon anybody else. You can get started and get a product up and running maybe, you know, without having dependency on developers or even capital. Exactly. Even if you are a uh, like brick and mortar business, right? If you don't have some sort of digital presence an e-commerce shop or anything, and you're like, yeah, yeah. I just shy away from that. I, I don't know about that technology stuff. Uh, you're gonna go down eventually. Absolutely. And that's, that's you know very much the heart of what we talk about here on 8Base Radio, which is digital disruption which every business in the world is facing, whether they know it or not. And then digital transformation, which is, a, you know, you guys are training the, the digital transformers, right? Mm-hmm. The people that can help with all of that. And, uh, you know, you guys are doing amazing, amazing work. Is it safe to say that anybody who goes into business these days, big company, small company, should have some of the skills that you guys are teaching? Yeah, I mean, I would say yes. I think that it can't hurt <laughs> right now um, at the at the pace that things are changing and the pace that technology is kind of starting to overtake our lives. It can't hurt to know. I mean, even in the UX UI class, you can apply user-centered design to any. I was just talking to Brito about this today. I was saying if if companies can just apply UX UI to the the, ex- the user experience based on when they when you walk into a salon, when you book a massage. So um, anyway, I, I think all these skills can be applied to, to really yeah. any business. So if you're gonna, you can do them yourselves, manage other people, 
it may, or, or maybe be a CEO and have to drive strategy around these things. It would make sense to me. Yeah, and so, problem solve. Yeah, and problem solve, absolutely. So we're running out of time here, but uh, I really wanna thank you guys. This has been an amazing conversation. I certainly learned a lot, and I'm, I'm very happy to have you guys here in the community helping uh, build the tech talent of the future. And, um, you know, can, so Daniel and Aaliyah, uh, how, how do people reach out to Iron Hack and to you? Yeah, so you can go to our website, or if you want to just email us, you can reach us at MIA at ironhack.com, like Miami, but MIA at ironhack.com, and we'll get back to you. Great. So that's MIA at ironhack.com. Daniel? Yeah. And uh, if you are a company looking to hire an Ironhack grad, whether a developer or UX designer, you could email me directly at brito at ironhack.com. That's B-R-I-T-O at ironhack.com. Excellent. Well, I want to thank you both. And thank you, all audience that's out there today listening. Uh, we'll be back next week with another exciting 8Base uh, Radio episode. Thank you so much. Appreciate you joining us for 8Base Radio, hosted by 8Base founder and CEO Albert Santalo. Join us every Monday in prime time at 5 p.m. for a powerful, interactive hour featuring top business leaders, technology trends, and upcoming impacting events in the business world, bringing together the brightest minds in business and tech. This has been 8Base Radio. See you next Monday at 5 p.m. Good night. Stay in touch with us through your smartphone with the iHeart app, TuneIn app, or 880 The Biz app.